Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Ayahuasca Carr, and this is the multidimensional journey. Today we are getting into the key of deep, intimate, spiritual relationships and the key to it. So, whew, wow, first of all, quick check-in. It's been a while since I've been on here and I've been re-inspired to continue this podcast. Um, I, I'm always amazed by how many listens I actually get. I just, I just posted a podcast today um, that literally, I mean, it was supposed to be an interview with someone I really look up to. His name's Victor Odo. And unfortunately, in that podcast, I plugged my headphones in and only recorded my part. And that got 35 plays. So 35 plays of just my voice, which I find kind of interesting. But um, today we are talking about the key to true intimacy. Okay. Uh, Into me. Into intimacy. Into you, I see into me I see you know what I'm saying have you heard these things before and so if you've heard of Brene Brown I love her because she's kind of like the hot person on this topic right now which is vulnerability and this is I mean just you know if you don't want to listen to too much of this we'll just put out the key right now you don't have to wait for it but it is vulnerability and today I my goal is to kind of describe How can we externalize our vulnerability in a strategic way? And who we do that with is very important. Um, And so, you know, a lot of us are craving deep connections with other people. The problem is most of us have not been taught how to do this. So to have this need and not know how to get it met is it's like um I was working with someone earlier today and they described it as starvation and I think this is a great way to kind of explain it like you you have this hunger for something but you don't know how to get that need met and it's it can feel pretty intense especially if you're the type of person like you know you you think deep, you feel deep, you experience life on deeper levels, and um, you don't have a blueprint for how to get this deeper need met. And so the thing that I've been learning is that internalization of any thought, emotion, resentment, expectation, those all need to come out of the closet. And they have to be you know, discussed with another person in a safe, honest, and vulnerable way. And what I mean when I say that is like, you know, when we have things come up in dynamics where all of a sudden we have fear or we have shame about something or we feel like, you know, maybe maybe just we want to check in with somebody on something. We want clarity. We want to clarify you know, are we both getting our needs met in a relationship? Oftentimes what people do is internalize all of this and they don't bring the communication to the table. So then we end up 
acting out in relationships, um, whether that's through anger or, um, you know, depression, anxiety. So you end up suppressing parts of yourself for somebody else when that's totally not necessary. So for example, like, you know, say you have a fear, um, and I'm going to go through, I'm going to go through this. So, So maybe you have a fear that, you know, you feel insecure about your relationship with, let's just go with friend. We'll start with friendship. (laughs) So you feel this fear with your, with your friend and maybe you, you know, maybe you have some thoughts about like what your friend thinks of you, right? So you think maybe my friend doesn't really like me as much as I like them, or maybe my friend, um, sticks around for, for maybe not who I am as a person, but, um, maybe what they can get from me or, you know, these types of thoughts. And these are all insecurities, right? And they're totally normal, by the way, just because you have insecurities doesn't mean you're an unhealthy person. You know, the unhealthy part is what you do with it. Right. And so when it comes to having true intimate relationships, this is the part that needs to be addressed. And this is, this is the part that we need to feel free, right? We need to feel safe enough, relatively safe to go to our friend and be like, you know, I was sitting and I was just thinking and, um, you know, what I'm about to tell you, it's really hard for me to say. And I like to preface things with that. Like when I'm helping somebody, when I'm coaching somebody, when I'm doing therapy with something, you know, if something's really hard for you to say it, just say it's hard to say. What I'm about to say is really hard for me to say. I mean, you just want to be authentic off the bat, right? And, you know, sometimes I have these thoughts and these feelings. Like I feel like maybe you don't like me or... um. You know, I feel like sometimes I can't trust that your intentions in this dynamic are like matching up or what I perceive them to be. And I just really wanted to bring this up to you so we can talk about it. And there it is, right? There it is. You just took a a vulnerable risk and most likely you're going to feel terrified (laughs) after you do this, right? If you don't have a lot of practice with it and just to know that is absolutely normal. I think courage is, right, it's not the avoidance of confronting our fear, but it's despite our fear that we confront it. So just realize in that moment, all you can do is affirm yourself for speaking up and, you know, for being courageous to say this, this really vulnerable thing, right? And so, you know, you what you want to hear, a sign of a potentially spiritual relationship, right? Because, you know, not all relationships are going to be like this. And I think that's important to understand, right? But you will know the signs of a spiritually deep relationship is when you will be met with, you know, that took a lot of courage to say. And I I really just want to acknowledge, you know, that's amazing that you just shared that with me. So that's the first sign, you know, acknowledging how hard that was. You you want that from a person. And then, 
you know, making sure and looking for signs, um, making sure the person is not personalizing it. And it's okay if they do, you know, because it's it's pretty uh, deep. But they're able to move past it um, and express further. Like, you know, maybe, you know, when I first heard that, it was kind of triggering. But I can see why you would want to bring this up, you know, or something to that effect, you know. So acknowledging how how much courage it took and then them expressing themselves like, I didn't like when I heard that. Or, um, you know, just you want to notice that there's a continued flow of conversation. Um, and then it's, it's definitely possible just depending on the history, um, how long you've known the person, there's potential for, for somebody shutting down with this vulnerability. Um, I'm pretty sure Brene Brown talks about how when we get vulnerable and talk about the things that we're shameful about, right? And sometimes that is actually being vulnerable. It can trigger somebody else's shame inside of them. So there's all these like subconscious things going on, all these transactions happening in a moment potentially. So you have to just be open to whatever can happen when confronting something, but you have to understand that the ultimate goal is understanding. The ultimate goal is understanding. So, you know, if, if the other person on the other, on the receiving end of this is like, you know, thank you so much for bringing this up. And maybe it, it, it didn't really feel too good that you're bringing this up right now, but you know, I want to understand, help me understand why you feel this way. Is there something I'm doing in particular? Yes, there is. It's when you do X, Y, and Z, this makes me feel this way. Well, why do you think that is? And so there, then you step into um, like an exploration phase, right? So once you've kind of hit this, you know, I'm, you know, you you know, you're in the green, right? And of course, all the other things that in uh, go along with communication. So as long as you're in the exploration phase and facial expressions appear safe, body language, tone of voice, all this stuff, then, then we're good, right? If, if anything escalates, that's when you need to end the conversation and and separate and all this stuff. But, um, so, um, yeah, so then it becomes a, a phase of exploration and, you know, well, maybe I feel that way because, you know, this reminds me of what my mom used to do, or I've had past relationships where, you know, so now it becomes the person's actually able to reflect within themselves what's actually happening for them. And within that particular dynamic, two people can resolve an issue and both people get needs met. And I can't tell you what's more bonding when someone risks being vulnerable, the other person listens and tries to understand to the best of their ability. And there's a new understanding. So I think it's also important to keep in mind that this entire process builds, builds strength. It builds bonding. It builds intimacy. So anytime you decide, like, I'm really, I'm really going to try and hear this person out, you're already stepping into a deeper relationship. Anytime you ask questions, anytime you express, like, I want to understand more, 
You know, um, if you operate off of ego defenses, like personalizing things, getting triggered, like thinking that you can do no wrong. These are just examples. This, um, these will block intimacy, internalizing feelings, thoughts, emotions. This will block intimacy, making assumptions will block intimacy, um, never expressing, you know, who you really are or not feeling safe to express will block intimacy. And, you know, I I really do need to come up with a list of like different, um, you know, intimacy block cognitive errors, but, um, I mean, these will, anything that keeps you from going deeper with somebody will block you from true intimacy. And you have to realize, you know, if you're pointing the finger the time at, at other people and blaming, that's something to look at. You know, it can't be always the other person. We have to be willing to take inventory on ourselves. So if I internalize all the time and I blame people, you know, maybe the other person is doing something, but the other challenge or opportunity is I need to speak up more. I need to say something. I need to, um, and this is a big hurdle for most of us expressing our needs. If we grew up in a family where that wasn't safe, that wasn't allowed. Um, I know in the past I used to feel like I like needed to express my needs with anger because I was so resentful of somebody crossing what I thought was a boundary in my head, you know, but people can't read our minds, right? So it's like, okay, we need to talk. Do you have time to talk? I wanted to bring this up to you, you know, and this is hard for me to say. And I was, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to one of my friends and, um, there was a trigger word for me. Like he would say this word in a particular context. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening when you say that word, but we got to find a different word because it is just, it makes me feel like I'm five years old and powerless again, you know? And so the word's pretty, uh, pretty arbitrary. You know, the word is fun, quote unquote, fun. And I mean, that's, that's, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I cannot internalize this because that word's going to come up so many times and I need to be able to be vulnerable and speak up. Right. So, um, I'm recognizing and being aware of how I feel and telling myself, like, I got to say something. And then when ultimately I sat down with this person, I was like, you know, um, and at first I didn't say anything. I totally internalized and froze up, but I did tell myself in that moment, I'm going to come back later and figure out a way to address this. So sometimes it is about finding that perfect moment for you, you know, cause you got it. You have to feel relatively safe in order to bring up these things. So I, I remember, uh, when I felt safe enough again, I brought it up and I was like, Hey, this is what's happening and (laughs) I need to work on it, (laughs) you know? So, um, and now that's, there's a new understanding. The person heard me out and now we can, we can begin to change some language. And so both of our needs are met, you know, like I'm not as triggered and therefore I can be more present for you. So 
It can range anywhere from simple things to deeper issues. Only you know. And if you grew up in a family where, you know, you weren't heard, you weren't seen, you never saw your parents express themselves, there is a constant state of denial that exists in expressing ourselves. And I don't think it's just, obviously, it's a family of origin issue, but it's a society issue too. And so we have to examine this on a deeper level like how many times in a dynamic am I stuffing down how I really feel or how many times am I saying quiet or how many times am I appeasing other people because this does not create intimacy this is dysfunctional right and so you know if 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 we were going to look at a spectrum one side could be dysfunction and then the other side of it could be intimacy and there are certain behaviors and patterns that go along with each side of the spectrum, you know, and the only way to really understand that is to begin to own our own intimacy blocks, right? Because somebody's got to be brave in the dynamic sometimes, you know, two people aren't always met up so great that it's like, hey, these are my intimacy blocks. Usually, Sometimes you're, I mean, it's not your job to teach anybody. And at the same time, you know, if you believe in you know, uh, collective consciousness and stuff like that. There's got to be people or one person in the dynamic that's brave enough to bring it up first and kind of start that catalyst effect. Like the doors are open in this relationship. And this is how I'm going to show you it's open because I'm going to risk myself first. And then what happens on the other side of that table is like that person gains more consciousness. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can be open with this person. Well, that's crazy. Don't have a lot of people like that in my life. So, and then as you get more comfortable with this over time, you just start, you know, having more people in your community, in your life where you feel like you can do this. So, and something that just came to my mind is that often there is shame that could be an intimacy block. So if you notice that you have shame anytime that you're vulnerable, that is also something to verbalize as well. Like, as I'm sharing this, I'm feeling a lot of shame, for example. So, you know, like I said earlier, externalizing any internal response that's happening. And I think it's important for the other person to know on the other end, that you, it's not your job to fix anybody, to do anything. Your only job is to acknowledge and witness. And, you know, if just depending on the dynamic and how close you are, is there anything I can do to support you right now? And so, you know, if you're exhausted listening to this and you're like, man, I just, I don't really want to do all this work. You know, I just want to go to the movies with my friend. Well, then you're not really looking for intimate relationships, deep spiritual relationships. You're looking to go to the movies with somebody. And like I said earlier, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But you have to understand in order to have a depth and rich relationship, it can't always be about ice cream and going out and just like whatever. You have to be willing to go deeper with somebody, And, you know, if things get too intense, you also need to be able to say that it's like, hey, I love the intimacy that we're sharing. Can we set some boundaries, like mental and emotional boundaries around this? Can we set some physical boundaries around this? 
And that's also healthy. Um, being able to ask for what we need in a relationship is also a part of intimacy. And, um, yeah, so basically the key here is vulnerability, externalizing our needs. So that means verbalizing and communicating versus internalizing. And, you know, that's, these are pretty much golden rules. Um, and so it's not all about the light. You know, usually what we internalize is our dark or what we perceive as our shadow. And yeah, so uh, please, you know, you can send in voice messages. You have comments, questions, um, experiences, you know, what relationships in your life do you feel like you can be honest and open and vulnerable and it's thriving or, you know, other relationships where... It's, it's not like that. Maybe it's still thriving. Everything in between, right? You know, so um, if there's anything that I feel is interesting in this life and probably the most challenging, I would have to say it is indeed uh, interpersonal dynamics, you know, because you're bringing yourself to the table and then all your your inner child and and your wounds and it's like hey let's do this let's do this dance and the best way to do it is consciously consciously and um yeah so i hope you enjoyed listening tonight this evening and i will see you guys here next time. This has been the multidimensional journey with ayahuasca carp.